This podcast contains explicit content. What it do? What it is, Soul Brother? What's going on, eh? This podcast is hardly focused. What's going on, man? About it. Dissecting the news one tangent at a time. When there's nothing left to burn, you have to set yourself on fire. you shut the fuck up well welcome to (laughs) the 550th episode of this podcast called hardly focus uh my name is jack and her name is nicole mossy i was gonna say i was gonna say my name's nicole oh that would have been perfect i'm sorry i i let's redo it just kidding damn it oh my name is my name is jack my name is nicole welcome to our podcast Welcome. Uh, the last time Nicole's voice was heard on this podcast was 2014. Wow. I can't believe you have those. I need those sound bites. I, if I can. I have them all. Oh, my goodness. That's so funny. That's my chapstick. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, there's, there's a lot more. Uh, I was wondering if you had some of them. I remember some of them. There are 24, no, 19, 19. There's 24 uh, files in this folder. Some of them are production pieces that feature your voice, but um, there are 19 sound drops. There are several of them in this day and age. I probably don't want to play. Probably not. Goodness gracious. I'm worried now. (laughs) There's... um, uh, you know, it's a little too PC. I mean, we're still sure. free reign. We can still swear. We can still uh, be ribald as we were. But there's uh, there's a lot of sound drops in here. <laughs> I think there's for your sake, for your sake, as your name attached to it, you probably don't want me playing these. Yeah, probably not. Thank you. No, never. <laughs> I have a sound drop of your mother. Do you remember really? that? Did my mom come over? She spoke into the microphone and blew everyone's mind because you sounded identical. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. Okay. Is this one on? Yes. Come say hi, mom. Say hi to everyone. Hi, everyone. That's so weird because I remember that. And at the time, I didn't think that sounded like me. But now in hindsight, oh, my God. Yeah, that's uh, you. Uh, I I think it was Mike and I doing the the podcast that night, and you and your mother went out uh, to dinner and came back like just as we were wrapping things up. And your mother was super excited to like see us in the middle of doing the podcast because uh, she knew about it. I'm sure you told her about it. And yeah, yeah. Really wanted to see what, what was going, on. and it just the timing was great. And then I got that amazing sound drop out of it because there was. A- a brief moment at a time where your voices were 110% interchangeable. That's wild. I'm going to have to tell my mom that too. That's so crazy that you still have that. I'll send it to you. I'll That's send, awesome. I'll send you all of these, including the ones yeah. that you probably don't want to hear. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm curious, but I'm scared. Uh, so in 20, I think it was 2013, uh, you and I, somehow reconnected i i recall this starting over a discussion about a very good band called the silver sun pickups 
Yes. Catch and release. And they, by the way, have released a song. They have a new album coming out. Uh, oh. And they dropped a song on Friday called Alone on a Hill. And I have had that song on repeat since last Friday. Okay. I'll have to check it out. It is that good. In my okay. opinion. But, and, and I'm biased, so. And you know what's interesting is, so I I liked a, a few of their songs. I'm I'm the type of person who really likes the hits. Like I'll go for certain songs. I don't really do full albums. Some people I do, but um, they also have a song called "Kissing Families" that I really liked as well. And I actually got a, a line, a lyric from that song tattooed on me in 2015, 2016. No nice. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, actually, let me, let me switch my camera for you. That middle, uh, framed photo there is Silver Sun Pickups. Uh, it was a promo for a song they have called Nightlight. Um, nice. I think it was, oh, it was Better Nature featuring the single Nightlight, but it's signed by the band. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Uh, Kate procured that. She and, uh, Fillers went to, I think it was... I can't remember. It was Foles and Silverstone Pickups and Bare Hands. And I can't remember who was headlining, but they they had like a whole meet and greet package. Uh, and they met all the bands and got stuff autographed. And I remember, I think like Kate and the bassist from Silverstone Pickups were battling over donuts or something. Like, Score. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, but that's, so that's when I reached out to you on Twitter uh, recently. And I want to plug your Twitch channel too before i forget and i want to do it right off oh, the bat thanks. but um uh when i reach out to you that's why i sent you that new silver sun pickup song that first one that they released i figured like hey it's quite literally been almost a decade since we spoke what better way to break the ice than by sharing a silver sun pickup song well i mean and that was the same band that got us reconnected back in 2013 because at that point it had been a few years since we had talked yeah so it's cyclical and i just i so i was going into this expecting like to to like lose my composure i'm not kidding i i, I swear to god this is true going into this losing my composure and getting emotional because it's been so long and instead i'm actually it's can it's, it's like dawning on me just minutes into this thing like we just picked up from where we left off Pretty much. It's pretty comfortable. But I mean, there's still time. We could still get emotional if we want to go that route. Sure. But just this is why this is part of the reason why I wanted to to, to give this a shot again, because um, th- there was definitely, uh, I guess, like a chemistry there. There, There is I, I lucked out in finding someone who's just naturally suited to do this sort of thing. Oh, well, thank you. That's very kind of you to say. And, uh, you know, again, we spoke about it a little bit before them this, but thank you so much for, you know, reaching out and and being the first one to reach out because goodness knows I'm such a chicken. Uh, and, and of course, for the invitation on. It's it's great to be back. Yeah, absolutely. I'm happy. I genuinely am happy you're here. And it's a milestone episode 550 of these these damn things that we've put out. Uh, 550 congratulations thank That's you huge thank you That's huge round of applause round of applause and this is where in post we put in the, the applause right? oh i could put it right here there we go yeah. <laughs> uh yeah the uh there's 449 episodes we'll probably never see a light of day again but there's uh at least a uh, hundred of them that i'm uh willing to share with the world so uh probably for the best 550 uh 
it's just you and I in this one. I, I figured that that was the best way to to celebrate this milestone here. Um, return of Chatty Wumpus. Return of Chatty Wumpus. That's the name of the episode. I'm not kidding. I, I don't always plan the names of the episodes out ahead of time. Oh, okay. It just kind of like comes up organically. Yeah, and it's usually song lyrics too or something mm-hmm. like it'll be in reference to something that we talked about um, or it'll be like a song title. Like, Yeah. Uh, but this one is i mean now when it gets bought obviously everyone else is gonna already know what it is but yeah surprise for you that literally is the name of the episode it was pre-planned well i'm just gonna erase my memory i didn't say anything what where am i (laughs) who am i um so your twitch stream you're a twitch streamer now yes tell me about that Oh, goodness well i've been streaming since 2018 so i've been doing it for a little bit really just as a hobby. Um, and I, you know, started with doing a lot of fallout content, um, really getting into that community. Um, I played 76 for a very long time and actually over the last year or so have been transitioning out of that just because I, I can't squeeze any more content out of, out of 76 right now. Um, so it's been different. It's been an adjustment, um, but it's, you know, it's fun to go online and chat with your friends and jump into a Fall Guys game or something like that. I'm getting back into The Sims 4, um, doing some building and stuff. So, and what's, yeah, what's low your, key. What's but, your channel called? Uh, so I, uh, it, you can find me at twitch.tv slash dudekidhey, D-O-O-D-K-I-D-H-E-Y. I also have a YouTube channel if I can plug that as well. Absolutely. But that's a little bit more newer. Okay. And I'm, I'm just Dude Kid Hey everywhere. Nice. Just look for a Dude Kid Hey in your area and you might find me. And remember, that's D-O-O-D. Yes, D-O-O-D. The way it's supposed to be spelled. Exactly. Um, Thank you. Yeah. And you've got a lot of followers too on Twitch, I saw. It's eh. I've plateaued. I haven't had any movement since December, but I'm trying not to get paranoid. Uh, that stuff. That's still look, you're in the quadruple digits, man. That's impressive. Well, thank you. Thank you. It was mostly because of fallout. Really? Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> so I wanted to begin with that because uh, in the it, it's been eight years and we've had two and a half fallout games come out. Yeah. About that. Can I take you back to the evening that you and I spent at Not Your Average Joe's splitting a bottle of wine, going nuts over what ultimately was a a, a giant hoax? But it was that it was that website that like teasers were going up about Fallout 4 before Fallout 4 was actually announced. And it was the Tunnel Snakes rule? Yeah, it ended was with it Tunnel that? Snakes rule. Because <laughs> Bethesda reached out and told them, you got to stop. So they they're, uh, they ended up blowing the lid on it. And oh, man. I, I had completely forgotten about that because of how betrayed I felt. So thank you for bringing up that past <laughs> trauma because oh. that hurt so bad. It was so, oh, God. I was crushed. It was so clever, though. It was, uh, this website was just, like, every couple days would be updated with, um, like, radio transmissions, like, transcripts of radio transmissions that were essentially detailing a nuclear strike happening. 
Uh, but the timestamps were all, you know, October 23rd, 2077, when, you know, the, the, mm-hmm, when the Great mm-hmm. War happens. And it was all locations around Massachusetts. It was all the, it was like the Air Force bases of Otis Air Force Base and uh, the, whatever it was, a Quabbin Reservoir. You know, it was, it was detailing all the, the impact points in Massachusetts. Yeah, and, and it just, but then, I mean, funny enough, you know, four came out and, it was in Boston, so... It was a worst-kept secret because after that hoax came and went, uh, Jason Schreer, who's, like, one of the, like... I would argue one of the most reputable journalists in video games today. He's a Bloomberg now, but he used to be a Kotaku. And mm-hmm. he's the one that will report on upcoming projects and the state of video game studios and, like, you know... The, the incredibly toxic culture behind them. He just he just uh, revealed a bunch of stuff about Grand Theft Auto 6 a couple of weeks ago. Oh, wait, what? Yeah, I missed that. Yeah, he he revealed that uh, it's going to have a uh, the main character is going to be a female. Oh, wait, no, I did hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course. OK, yeah. I'm not even going to get into it. Yep. No, I'm 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 up to speed Wait, now. Thank you. Now we, now we just need Rockstar Games to actually come out and confirm it's Vice City. Jason Schreer's confirmed it's Vice City. We just need now Rockstar to come out and solidify that. And you know what's interesting? Talking about Grand Theft Auto, um, I think the first podcast that I was on was where I was playing GTA. Was it GTA 5? It was GTA 5. It just came out. It came out the day before, I think. And you know what's interesting is for a while I dabbled in GTA roleplay like nice. okay. five months ago or so. Okay. So I finally was able to go around because I think when I played, I was just like running along a highway. I think I got like eaten by a puma or something. I, it was disaster. I didn't even know that cougars were in the game until you got killed. By until one. I got mauled by one. <laughs> I was like, you didn't tell me these were here. <laughs> but um, yeah, but yeah a- I ended up playing that years 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 and years later so it it's all coming full circle you had the advantage of that game getting re- like the skyrim treatment it's been re-released so many times on on every generation of uh of consoles and pc yeah yeah and the the role play scene is is really big on twitch um and but goodness i don't have the improv skills for that kind of thing so it was interesting it was an interesting experiment but also the game is just massive i don't have enough storage space so yeah i had to go yeah i've um i i've admittedly purchased it on every platform because i am without pride (laughs) that's that's just the kind of person that i am sorry i took a sip hey no shame (laughs) no shame there's just silence i say that it's just crickets i just have i'm deadpan i have no reaction so uh so jason schreer you know he reveals the things before they're officially revealed uh so he revealed that that when this whole hoax comes and goes um that bethesda was scouting in boston and that the next follow game would indeed be in boston and then a year later we got the trailer and it was in boston it was awesome and i remember at the time I was doing a little bit of workout in Boston. And so you'd see the buses with, you know, vault boy on it. And I just, I was so excited. It was so great to, to just run around in Boston for, for all the problems that the game, you know, did have. Um, I mean, I'm not an FPS 
snob. So I can't tell the difference between 30 FPS and 60 FPS to save my life. I cannot tell you the difference. So I'm like, it's all the same to me. I'm having a great time. Um, I actually discovered so that cool. I discovered that recently because I got the um, I I have the Xbox Series S, which is the oh yeah the less powerful of the the two new ones, mm-hmm. and uh, Fallout. All you know, all the Bethesda games are on Game Pass. Game Pass, by the way, but what a what an invention! Oh, I love it. I love it. But I fire up uh, Fallout Four on that because uh, all the last gen games and before are all automatically uh, upgraded to. 60 fps oh and i noticed that okay. difference it never dawned on me to fall at four until i started playing it on the new xbox but you can register it i i can't register it like i just i've got bad eyesight as you know so it's i i think maybe just because like i th- there wasn't that much like time between like the last time i played it on um you know, I'd like I unhooked the old Xbox, plugged the new one in, and you know, both times I'm playing Fallout. So it just so it was like back to back. Yeah, it was an instantaneous reaction. So I can see it, um, mm-hmm. but I can also understand because there's also, um, I can't really tell the difference between like 60 and 120 because like you, you can go up to 120. And I I can't. I can't. Goodness, I yeah, I would not even know. I can tell when it's like really bad. But other than that, I'm just having a great time. So I'm just like, do do And uh, I was playing Fallout 3 on yeah. uh, on PS3 last night. And uh, I managed to get that thing down to five frames a second. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> because that game does not run on PS3. Oh, gosh. how was, uh, That must have been a mess. I, that must have just been a mess. I was just waiting for it to crash. I was just waiting for it to just freeze and crash. And it went through. I sat there and just waited for it. And it, it was in a VAT sequence. Um, I'm only playing it on PS3. That's the only version of the game I have this game of the year. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. So yep. I and there's uh, I, I admittedly have never played any of the. Well, I've played some of the DLC for Fallout 3, but I'm about to start Point Lookout. I've never played Point Lookout before. Oh, you've got to do the DLCs then. Yeah, yeah. you got to finish those. The pit, they're really good. Yeah, the pit was great. I want to get back yeah. into 76 because they're doing a whole pit DLC. Yeah, I was intrigued, but I was like, I don't know if that's enough to bring me back to 76. I was just so in it for so long. I just I had to I had to step away for a little bit. I could not do another silo run. I was like I'm, I'm done, and then they got rid of Nuclear Winter, and I enjoyed Nuclear Winter. So, now, how long did you play seventy six for? Mm, a year, a year and a half, maybe. I didn't, I didn't really like it at launch. I, I did not like the lack of NPCs. It felt way too lonely to me. So I got into it with the Wastelanders update, and then I did like my leveling, and then got to end game. And then I stopped. Mm, When did I stop? I can't even remember when I stopped. I just (laughs) kind of phased out of it. Um, So I think it was like a year, a year and a half. Okay. I did the same exact thing. I waited until Wastelanders came out. Uh, I'm happy I did. The the game is a lot more positively received after Wastelanders came out. But it's still, I mean, it's such an awesome setting and the world is amazing and they took the fallout 4 engine and they built upon it and uh there's so much potential there but then it has to be an mmo and it's got all these stupid mmo elements in it and 
I don't want any of that. I want I want the I know they're trying to make it like a traditional fall game, but there's a difference between trying to make it like and actually having it be a traditional fall game. Yeah, and it's and it's hard to it's hard to do in an MMO, you know, framework. It's hard to transition that, I think. You know, I I wouldn't know the first thing about how to, you know, transition that over and as someone who loves Fallout, for me, I just I couldn't I could see what they were doing with the hollow tapes. And I thought that that was really interesting how, telling the story that way. Um, but it just felt so lonely and so sad. And for me, one of the biggest parts about fallout is how communities come together or don't and try to survive, whether it's through fighting, through scavenging, through raiding, through building something new together. Yep. It's about, people and rebuilding and if there's no people what's the point yeah like if 76 was just a walking simulator i'd be fine with that because again the world is amazing it It was awesome they did a great job with it i'd love to go visit uh helvisha i would love that in real life Yeah, yeah it would be so great i want i actually genuinely have an interest in going to west virginia now because of yeah 76 right um but uh I like I want to get back into it, but I don't know if I want to roll a new character. Uh, and again, the the MMO element of it, just the fact that you really have to like grind for ammo and stim packs, and it's just I don't want. That. I just want to be able to like find these things. I want to have the the scrounger perk, and I want to just be able to find them in trash can, like every dumpster in every trash can. Open up right. a open up a Nuka Cola machine and find four stim packs in there, like. Mm-hmm. that's the fallout experience yeah it was tough and it was it was because of my build you know the build that i was using i just used so much ammo i was using the automatics so i was just going through so much ammo it was so hard for me to even stay on top of ammo but stim packs goodness if you need a stim pack i could not give that stuff away i would find anyone level one on the map and i would just harass them like please take my stuff i cannot carry another stim pack well i'm just playing it wrong then because that was uh definitely not my experience <laughs> yeah i'm <laughs> telling you hey if you re-roll the community is great i i you know at least I played on PC. I can't vouch for, you know, how it is on consoles and stuff. Um, but everyone was fantastic. I, you know, I always had a great experience with, with, you know, even just meeting a rando, um, and then getting into the community and getting to know some of the people in the community. People are super generous in in the 76 community. I'm assuming you've played, uh, elder scrolls online. Yes. Yes. I really liked that as well, but it was just, it was hard to juggle the time commitment because at that point I was still doing a lot of 76. So there was just no way I could grind up in ESO and stay on top of 76 at the same time. It was, that would be my job. Yeah. ESO is, I I like it, but it's just, it's so repetitive. That too. Yeah. It's, it's, it's why I don't really get in MMOs is because like you have to have a certain level of patience for, those types of games and i just i don't have it but talking about the community though this was the the weekend after eddie van halen passed away a couple years ago and i don't remember where exactly i was it was one of like the 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 starter areas i guess it was um it was a public area though and someone was on top of a fountain with their voice chat open just blasting van halen 
and there was like a, a whole concert happening. Everyone like down there, all they, they all had slash dance going. And I just, I was there for a solid maybe hour. And it was some dude just playing Van Halen off Spotify through his voice chat. Like, That's awesome. Like, this is awesome. This is really cool, man. I this, this is the kind of stuff I like. Right. So I don't want to get too much into specifics, but there was a member of the 76 community um, who had who had passed away. And so what a lot of people did in the community was we got a server together full of folks and people had made their own like memorial camps and stuff. And then we all got on a server and it was to the point where like we were trying to get more people in the server. So we were trying to kick people out and we'd go to people and we'd be like, hey, we're trying to do this thing. You know, would you mind, you know, popping out so we can try to get someone else out? Everyone was like, oh, my gosh, absolutely. You know, Um, so we had like this march through Appalachia and we went through, you know, through different camps and to the different memorials. And it's it's amazing, you know, how communities can get together through something as, you know, silly as a video game. Um, You know, you can really make some great connections and and then celebrate people, you know, especially when we're so far away. You know, we couldn't all be together. Um, I think it was in the in the middle of the pandemic. Um, it was just so such so touching to see and and to be a part of. It was it was amazing. Yeah, I can only imagine that those communities really took off and really like got bigger. They expanded because of the pandemic. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And then if you think about it for for the landscape of gaming at that time you know animal crossing had just you know come out and that was i know for me personally i needed animal crossing at that time like i there was no way i could have dealt if i did not have animal crossing yeah same um a lot of games like that you know and then like fall guys wasn't too much later than that um all sorts of games like that it was a lifesaver yeah i spent a good amount of time uh, mid 2020 playing animal crossing. I really, I, I kind of got back into it earlier this year. I, that was it. I haven't touched it in a long time. I bounce in and out. Yeah. Uh, but that they had the advantage though of the pandemic, uh, fillers, name fillers does a podcast with us. Um, it w- <laughs> really wanted to switch and he really wanted to play animal crossing and he procured, both mid 2020 and paid uh, i think like three times the amount no because because of price gouging yeah yeah gosh and he went through with it he he made the purchase yeah he did it i could he did it and like he's happy he has it but at the same time he's like i i should have i didn't even told like dude you should have waited at what cost? I know. I, I go to Target now. I go to Target all the time. And I always walk by the video game section. And they're just swimming in switches. And it's just there. But I mean, at the time, we were all starved. You know, this was before anyone was comfortable on Zoom. The before times. The before times. Yeah. Before times. Uh, you know what? I'm really... I know that was like a long time of waiting but um, I, all I wanted to do is talk about Fallout with you. Seriously. Oh. <laughs> I'm so happy we finally got to have this yeah. conversation. And I'm sure there's a lot more to discuss about it. 
Yeah, uh, definitely. Well, I mean, like I was saying earlier, I've been dabbling in mods now that I'm, I'm going to wait until we're going to be, what, 40 before another Fallout game comes out. So in the meantime, I've just been dabbling in mods and some of them are pretty funny. The randomizer, the New Vegas randomizer mod is a hoot. Uh, if, if, if a new Fallout game even comes out in our lifetimes. Right. Because uh, first is Starfield. And that, that's coming out eventually. And then after that is Elder Scrolls 6, which might come out in the next decade. So, uh, yeah, we'll be in the retirement home playing Fallout 5. Probably, yeah. So I, I hope they just set it somewhere uh, really obscure. Like... Stop doing yeah. like stop doing the East Coast. I know we had Vegas, but stop doing the East Coast. Set it in like <laughs> like Wyoming or something. <laughs> Some st- I mean <laughs> a state that no one cares about. Right. Well, I mean, and it, it's funny because um I used to do this other thing where it, it was it wasn't a podcast. It was like a, a YouTube video where a bunch of people from the community got together. And one of the questions we asked was, if there's you know going to be another Fallout game anytime soon, where would you want to have it set? And you know they've got a lot of stuff, especially the earlier stuff in in the West Coast. I, admittedly, I didn't play one and two. Um, I started with the 3D Fallout's. Same. Um, so I don't really know a lot of that. And then you've got the East Coast, but then there's mods. Like, I don't think I played Fallout the Florida or Fallout Miami. Um, I don't know if that mod came out. I haven't. Uh, I'm the same. I, I've played a little bit of one, but I never played two nor tactics. Tarara has played all of them. He's played the fuck out of really? them. Really? He, he actually okay. gave, he gave me on, on, a, on a USB drive somewhere the, the first... Uh, two and a half fallout games nice uh, nice and then uh, I, I was actually the one to introduce him to three um that's okay. how that's how our that's how our uh our friendship started thinking like working with this guy and not having anything in common with him and i just started playing fallout three uh and i, and I remember we were in his car driving up to new hampshire for a radio station event and to break the ice i'm like you ever play this game called fallout and as he's driving he like turns and takes his eyes off the road to stare at me and just goes, just... I love Fallout. And that oh, was that's it. awesome. And then, and then it was history. Um, that was history. But uh, yeah, I started with the 3D ones. I haven't played any of the total conversion mods. Um, uh, but uh, New Vegas, I mean, I'm, right now I'm in, the, I'm in the midst of playthroughs across three New Vegas and four like midway through and I keep bouncing between them. And this is like where the ADD is really bad because I, yeah. I cannot. And the same thing like this, this keeps happening with new Vegas where I hit a certain point and then I stop and then it gets to be just a point in time where I'm like, it's much easier for me to just restart the game. Like mm-hmm. just pick up, like I keep getting to free side and then that's it. Like I, I never get past free stop. That's where it starts getting going. It's because I suck at everything. That's why <laughs> uh, you gotta, you gotta do the route around. You gotta get the money. You gotta get into, get into uh, the strip and then you gotta hit the casinos. Yeah. Make all the money. I, I, one of my favorite mods, it's not even like, I, I don't do the mods that like, and I've done them before, but I don't do the mods that turn like the death claws and the macho man, Randy Savage. Oh, it's so funny. I do the mods that allow the the strip to be open. 
where they take down oh, the, yeah. the, yep. the barriers. And mm-hmm. um, one of my favorites is called Bottle That Water, which was uh, it's, it's specifically for hardcore mode. And it literally lets you recycle your water bottles so you can just keep refilling them rather than, uh, you know, just burning Finishing? through purified waters. Yeah. Like, why would you do it? Why would you just like in, in the post apocalypse drink out of a bottle of water and then just throw the bottle away? Like, I don't need this anymore. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Right. Have you played, um, have you played any of the hardcore mods like dust or frost? Uh, I think I did on for new Vegas. I definitely did the version for, uh, Skyrim. Okay. Yeah. I tried both dust and frost and it was a nightmare. It yep. is so difficult. It is. It's not worth it. It's it. I was so stressed. I, I really wish I had a heart monitor, a heart rate monitor, because I, I just, I could feel like a heart attack coming on. I was just like any second now. So I had to put it down. <laughs> uh, so have you done that for Skyrim? No, I haven't played that one. So I think it's called Frostfall. Frostfall. Uh, yeah, okay. th- there's there's like there's a few different versions of it, and then you can combine them all together to get like the ultimate experience. Mm-hmm. But uh, the the mod is somewhat manageable and tolerable until you are to climb the steps to High Rothgar, at which point it just becomes beyond impossible because oh, now geez. now you're on a mountain. Yeah, a snowy no, mountain. I with with I, with the troll with the goddamn troll. Yeah, and like it's what half a hit and you're dead. Yeah, the games are unforgiving. I'm like, who? How could you? I and I've tried to get into Hollow Knight. Like, admittedly, I love it, but some of these games you have to be really good at. I just uh, there are some times where all I want to do, and I do this, I'll fire up Grand Theft Auto Five, and I'll steal a bicycle, and I will just ride a bicycle around San Andreas and Los Santos. Yeah, right. You just cruise around. Or I'll just walk around. I won't even do that. I'll just walk around. Like I remember, yeah. I remember doing that one night, going into first person mode, and like their version of Malibu, and just walking down the beach. And when you're playing as Michael, you can at least you know greet people and not insult them. Yeah, I'm and, like Trevor. <laughs> Trevor, I learned some good lines from Trevor though. One of my favorites, and it was appropriate. Walking by this really fat lady and greeting her, and Trevor just goes. You look like you struggle with simple tasks. And I'm like, Trevor is absolutely, (laughs) he's the worst, but in the best way. And that guy, the worst, that guy's career of all the, of all the actors, uh, that were in the, uh, the Grand Theft Auto games that he's the only one who's had like uh, a career that took off. Yeah. He was on the walking dead for a while. He was on better call Saul. Um, Oh, wow. And he was every every time he'd pop up, he's just he's always going to be Trevor. But okay, and he's typecast. Yeah, that's that's kind of rough. But I mean, he's got a great voice for it. Uh, what is Michael? I've seen Michael like pop up uh, like on Law and Order. He usually does like small, smaller like bit roles. Uh, okay. And Franklin uh, is just riding that that Grand Theft Auto Five high. Even mm-hmm. even to the point, did you see this? Uh, him and the guy that played Lamar recreated the scene where Lamar chews him out 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. I have to check that out. Yeah. I haven't seen that. That's so funny. Yeah. I think I did that because I did a randomizer. I did a randomizer run, which is so funny. If you, especially if you have um, like the Twitch chat integration, oh my gosh, your chat will absolutely sabotage you. So it was during that scene, but I think some shenanigans were going on in the background, like a car exploded in the background or something. No. I think the time slowed down. And so he was like talking really <laughs> slow and it was just, it's the best. That's so funny that they did that. I, on this show back in, I mean, it wasn't really appropriate no matter what period of time it was mm. but a long time ago. I used to play that entire unedited exchange. Uh, and then people got upset about it. Cause obviously yeah. there's, there's words in it that you shouldn't sure. use. And, yeah. and then like, within the last couple of years now it's a meme and it's been now it comes everywhere. back yeah and it's and, and unedited it doesn't matter like what version you do uh like i've seen a sonic the hedgehog version and and really? and it's uh and they they don't censor anything and i'm wow. like i'm a like sonic hey. version okay and people are getting mad at me for playing it and then there's a hundred different versions of it out there so you just missed the time your timing was all off i truly was the sega dreamcast i was ahead of my time the breaks kid yeah. all right uh let let's take a break and regroup and there's a lot more coming up and a lot more that you and i need to catch up on and i will say that uh before we hit the record button nicole and i spent an hour literally just getting each other caught up on everything that we've missed in our personal lives things that probably aren't as better suited to be uh, spoken into a microphone about but uh, yeah. things that uh we missed about each other's lives in the last eight years so now there's uh, I'm sure, a long time there's a lot more coming up so if uh you remember this nicole we go into break with a production piece yeah all right we will return stick around you are listening to I Keep Pooping During Sex. Hardly Focused. This podcast contains explicit content. You are listening to Hardly Focused. Uh, on the topic of maniacal uh, individuals. <laughs> Dude, you sounded like Sweet Tooth from Twisted Metal. <laughs> Hear more at hardlyfocused.com. Don't try to ever do that again because that was like a spontaneous <laughs> thing that was just perfect the way it happened. focused uh, Jack Gill and for the first time in a very very long time Nicole Mossy hello you can get us on hardlyfocused.com on your favorite podcast app uh, we're on YouTube at hardlyfocused.com slash YouTube Nicole has a twitch channel that is twitch.tv slash dude kid hey and Nicole how do you spell dude dude is spelled d-o-o-d Thank the you, best Nicole. way yes the only way. The only way. The correct way. Yes. If uh, you only listen to our podcasts in piecemeal, uh, listen to the whole episode. Um, what are you doing, you knucklehead? Exactly. Uh, so if you missed it, this is the first time that Nicole and I have not only done a podcast together in eight years, it's actually the first time we've seen each other and spoken to each other in eight years. Yep. And we, we just dove right in. That really is a good feeling. That's a liberating feeling. You know, you're just like, let's just go. Let's go. Do it live. Because, I mean, I don't know about you. I, I'm the type of person who just tends to, like, reach out to people that I've, I haven't seen or talked to in a long time. And there's always sort of that 
for me anyway, in the back of my mind where I'm like, how's this going to go? Oh, sure. Yeah. And I'm too scared. I just, I'm just like, oh, they're, they've moved on with their life. I'm sure they've forgotten all about me. And we just like that, just jump right into okay. it. Yep. Um, it's like riding a bike. Uh, so th- th- there was uh, news before the the episode here before we start recording, and that's that uh, Olivia Newton John is no longer with us. That is wild. That is, I was like, are you serious? Yeah, I. Uh, part of me wasn't surprised, but at the same time, it's a it is a shock. I mean, she was, of course, not an obscure actress in the least. No, no, I mean iconic. Were you a Grease fan? I did like Grease. And if you remember, our high school did Grease. I think I was in that. I think you were in that. I think I was like background guy number 12. <laughs> yeah, remember? No, but I really I really did like Grease. And I, I definitely grew a better appreciation for it, you know, as the years went on, you know. And she was a great 29-year-old high schooler. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah, she was. I think she, yeah. I think she was older than Travolta. Too. Was she? Wow. Yeah, she was she was 73. And how old Travolta is definitely not in his 70s. Um He's not yet, no. No, he is 68. So yeah. He's 68. Definitely younger uh than than the she fact was. That Travolta 68 is wild. But yeah, I was reading um reading news articles because I didn't realize that she was having a 30-year battle with cancer. Yeah. 30 I, years. I knew she had it. I didn't realize it had come back. Yeah, I guess it had come back like Two or three times. Yeah, she, it's yeah. She had breast cancer. At, uh, was it? Met- I can pronounce it. I know I can. You can do it. Metast met met. It spread. Metastasize. Metastasize. Thank you. <laughs> well, between the two of us, we'll get it. I I will tell you that in the last eight years, my ability to pronounce words has not improved in the least. <laughs> you're at least you're consistent. <laughs> Some things never change. Exactly. Uh, oh, John Travolta, his his statement about Olivia Newton-John. All, all he said is, I love you. Oh, I just got chills. Oh, that's that's Aww. that's a nice tribute. Uh, a nice statement. Um, he said he said uh, he said more. Well, he posted a photo of her on uh, Instagram and um posted a whole statement about her but yeah she had cancer uh she one of our now she was married i think four times three or four times one of our husbands just disappeared oh goodness yeah he was like mysteriously yeah he was uh sailing uh off the california coast and just disappeared oh that is terrifying the ocean is nothing to mess with cthulhu is there (laughs) like it's no joke just like popped out of the water. It, was many it could tentacles. have been anything. He could have landed on that big trash pile that's floating around out there in the Pacific. Yeah, there's a private investigator, I guess, that's uh, with with nothing to support this claim whatsoever. Says that her husband is now living in Mexico under a new identity and did the whole thing to get the life insurance payout. I see, and he's basing that on what again? Uh, sugar packets. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, I mean, sometimes <laughs> they can be reliable. <laughs> so. I've read some very nice things on some Splenda packets. 
they actually like put designs on Splenda packets now. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, you know, I'm just like, what, what do we got going on here? Okay, it's like, go- it is gonna be a good day, Splenda. Thank you. <laughs> it's one of my favorite Grandpa Simpson lines is he uh, he tries to explain to Bart, uh, you know, the, the Wright brothers playing and Kitty Hawk. And of course, gets all of his facts incorrect. And Bart's <laughs> like, course. wow, how do you know so much, Grandpa? And he's like, I pieced it together mostly from sugar packets. Right? You got to get your knowledge somewhere. Oh, back then, sugar packets were just generic. They had the logo on it and maybe nutrition facts. And nowadays, Splenda is full-blown putting works of art on, on the packaging. Mm-hmm. Again, cyclical. I don't like the uh, future that we live in. You don't? You don't like the artwork? <laughs> I just, why is there artwork on my sugar packets? I'm literally just opening this to dispense it in coffee and it's going to go right in the trash. You're going to jazz up your coffee. I guess if they're doing it to like, I don't know, put you in a good mood to start the day yeah, off. Yeah, give you something. Uh, but yeah, anyway, um, my whole thing is if you can make it to 75 or... Uh, even like 73 like you're close enough that's a life well lived yeah can you imagine being 73 though i can't even imagine being almost 33 i can't that's exactly what i was gonna say i can't imagine being 33 yeah i i think of myself still as a child now i I live i live like a child i have the diet of a child i'm wearing a star wars shirt so that might have something to do with it, do you yeah. think? I've got a giant Homer Simpson uh, uh, stand up behind me. I see his legs. Yeah. <laughs> that was a uh, from from a former workplace. We, we had that on display. It was going to be thrown out. I'm like, the fuck you're throwing that out. That's Grab mine. That. that is mine. Uh, you know, what I didn't tell you earlier. We were talking about Fallout. Mm. Uh, if I may completely divert away from a, a sad. I'm subject. always happy to talk about Fallout. I have. Every room in my house, a Vault Boy bobblehead. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, in, I've got a little Vault Boy. He's, it's kind of hard to see him, but I've got, I got like a little link over there. And then there's a teeny tiny little Vault Boy hanging out right there. I see him. It's a nen- Nendoroid, I think they're called. Yeah, there's like, it's like a knockoff Funko. Art. Yeah, and he's yeah. got like a bunch of different like, heads and faces and stuff right here but i get a little fallout a little vault boy guy right there i see your link and then i see your tom nook as well yes yep i've got i've got my tom nook he's gonna he's gonna break my kneecaps and because i got all the money <laughs> i've got some hollow night i've got some hollow taco i've got that is a big fallout blanket over there nice so I've, my my nerd stuff is we're getting there. I have, um, and now it's all disheveled, but that blanket that you see on the couch there is a Vault yeah. Boy blanket, but that's uh, my dog's blanket, so it's Aww. nothing short of a mess. Of course, naturally. Um, but uh, yeah, I've got, so in this in this room, I've got a uh, just the generic uh, Vault Boy bobblehead, but mm-hmm. um, in most rooms in the house, though, it's uh, a different uh, type like strength perception um charisma i i found endurance yesterday i think that was i i, I don't know if like my i don't know if my garage in my basement count uh yeah but it i counts. okay so i need to find two more then okay and then you've got all the special 
Yes, I think I That's have. That's awesome. I think at this point I have all, if not most, of the special. Um, yeah, because they did a they did a whole set for Fallout Four, and then they did one a set for for seventy six. Mm-hmm. And you can usually find them at Target. Like every every once okay. in a while, I go into Target and I see them in stock, and I always I'm getting to the point now where I I I have duplicates. Okay, I gotta I gotta check it out. I gotta get some more Fallout swag. Yeah, I approve of your of your decorating decisions. That's that's fantastic. Of course, have a bobblehead in every room. Hell, if uh, Terrar doesn't want it, I'll like I could send you the strength <laughs> one I got <laughs> yesterday by accident. Oh. Um, but yeah, I have one in every room because uh, why that? Why the hell not? Well, because it uh, it only makes sense. I want people to like who aren't familiar with the franchise too to like come in and look around and be like, who are these little guys that you have? Cause there's Why like, do you have one of these in every room walking up the stairs? There's one there in the living room. There's one there in the kitchen, in the bedroom, in all the bathrooms. Like <laughs> what's your deal, man. <laughs> just these little, these little blonde hair guys just staring at me. Who is this man? <laughs> uh, so yeah, if you, if, uh, you might be able to find them at Target because, like I said, yeah. there's. I'm, it's been several years now since the last follow game came out, and I'm still finding Vault Boys at Target. So yeah, keep my ass peeled. Um, but anyway, um, so Fallout Four. What did you think about Fallout Four? I know we were talking earlier about like being in Boston and what like you seeing the um the advertisements everywhere, but uh, I don't think I asked your actual like opinion and your I guess review <laughs> now several yeah. years after the fact of Fallout 4 because we were that was something that you and I were really looking forward to yes and so when it came out I legitimately took time off of work I took a week off of work to play the game um hell so yeah me too <laughs> I had to I was like you know what I am 25 I'm an adult I'm taking a week off they're like where are you going Boston home. <laughs> going home see ya um, I'm going to put you live in Boston. Exactly. Right. Um, but no, I, I loved it when it came out. I really enjoyed myself when it came out. Um, it was, you know, there's so much hindsight now that, that goes into it. You know, um, the voice protagonist. I know a lot of people didn't really like that. I didn't mind that so much. I liked it. Um, I guess I didn't really notice that you didn't really get a lot of options in terms of dialogue. That was a complaint that a lot of people had. Yeah. I didn't really have an issue with that. Um, cause I always kind of play the same character going through everything. Anyway, I always just try to be like a, a helpful, good person. And that's the way that the storyline kind of naturally tries to, you know, get you through the story. Um, so I really enjoyed my time. Um, and then I thought the DLCs were great. I, the unpopular opinion. I preferred Nuka World over Far Harbor, but I can totally understand why people loved Far Harbor. It was legitimately fantastic. Um, I just, I just liked, you know, the kitschiness of Nuka World better. Um, so I liked it. I really liked it then. I can understand people's, you know, critiques about it now. I didn't really have an issue with it, but I can understand where people are coming from. Um, I thought the DLCs were done fine. I can also kind of understand people's frustration with some of the DLCs, like um, 
what was it? There was a DLC that was just about like building. Oh yeah, like okay. Well, that's really not much there. Was it just called like know? workshop? It, it was like workshop or something like that. So it wasn't even really like a DLC. Um, you know, admittedly, I mean, gosh, New Vegas's DLCs, no contest. Oh my you know, god, hands down better. Yeah. Um, Lonesome Road. Holy shit. Um, honestly, Old World. Ugh, okay. Mm, and I, I, I want to, I want to, okay. I want to, I want to hear what you think about this. Okay. Can I, okay. Oh. While, while, while you think about it, if I may yeah. elicit this reaction from you. <gasps> exactly. Exactly. I, I have, that's how I'm feeling right now. <laughs> uh, I have never played Nuka world. Wait, can you play that again? The sound drop? Yes. <gasps> how? <laughs> I have the, the season pass. I just never got to it. Play it. I need to. I just. I have no excuse. What are you doing? This is like how I'm just getting into Point Lookout and Fallout Three. It just. Uh, I. 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 Ha- it's ADD. I just. I cannot stay focused on on anything for too long. That's why the name of the show is called Harley Focused. Fair, but I'm gonna give you a homework assignment. You're gonna need to do the DLCs, Fun. and then yeah. I want a three-page report on my desk. About how Nuka World is superior to Far Harbor. <laughs> you, just, um, <laughs> you just copied all this off the wiki. I know, right? And I'm going to be checking the wiki. Okay. All right. There better not be any plagiarism. I want APA citations. Oh, my God. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, well, you're still in school. Okay, so I makes, know. I okay. know. I just this learned APA all, citation, to be fair. <laughs> this is all still fresh in your mind. I hear that, and I'm having non-flashbacks. Yeah, right? No, this is my everyday. I will get to it eventually because uh, uh, well because if I'm sitting around I'm thinking like what haven't I played yet I should just fire up four and just start Nuka World you should I don't even know where I'm at and I think I'm at uh, almost the end of the main campaign anyway in four so I'm uh, like I think I'm at a level now where I can go to Now's Nuka World and not get obliterated yeah, yeah, now's the time to do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so for four, uh, do you use power armor or no? I that is a really good question because I will I have I think like five sets and I swap yeah. between them. Um mm-hmm. but it's almost like an element of RP because like, okay, if I want to wear power armor, I gotta go back to sanctuary and swap and it's a whole it's a whole to do and things that should only take me a couple minutes to accomplish end up taking like a half an hour because there's the travel time and the swapping and the repairing and yeah uh, and then i have like armor that looks cool that i want to wear but is garbage when it comes to stats and then armor that doesn't look cool but is great when it comes to stats so my life is very difficult is what i'm saying I completely sympathize. Um, I will give another shout out for Nuka World. If you like power armor, there's yeah. really cool power armor in Nuka World. Just saying. And you only get it um, in Nuka World? Yeah. Do I'm you, sorry? Do you only get it in Nuka World? Yes. Okay. Yes. So if, if for no other reason, then you need the power armor. But yeah, for um, for four, I was always in power armor. Three, I didn't bother with it because you had to do like the special Brotherhood of Steel stuff. And I never really, I know the whole story was like with them, but I never really got into, you know, using power armor for there. And then New Vegas, I think was the same way where you had to do training. 
Yeah. Before I couldn't get I couldn't get through it without power armor. I don't think I've ever worn power armor in New Vegas. And it was it was so broken because I was playing like a sneaky sniper, but stomping around in power armor and somehow it worked. If your sneak is at 100, then like the laws of physics are uh, I'm like, defied. Doom, doom, doom. <laughs> and they still and can't people don't see me. <laughs> uh, yeah, three. I um, right now I'm like swapping between Enclave and Tesla armor. Um, yeah. I don't remember the last time I played Fallout 3 ever having power armor. Yeah, I think it was like hard to get. You had to do, I never did it, but you had to get some kind of training, I think, or a special skill with them. I can't quite remember how to do it. I never did it. You have to go um, to you have to go to the Citadel and not piss the Citadel off. Um, I was probably sassy at the Citadel. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> Got a little sassy at the Citadel. No power armor for me. The first time I played Fallout 3, too, I really didn't know how to, like, build a character and didn't really know how to do anything. So, yeah, um, yeah. Now I know, like, you know, what you pump your stats into, what, what specials you take. And um, exactly. Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, my I, despite my best efforts, my characters always end up being like super suave and super intelligent. And I can pass speech checks like. Uh, but they're fun. I like the speech checks. My new Vegas playthrough right now. I'm playing. Uh, I'm envisioning him as like, uh, uh, <laughs> like every bully that you see in every cartoon. You know, like your Binky from Arthur or Harold from Hey Arnold, where like super strong, but your intelligence is zero. I mean, but even I mean, for New Vegas, that's even funny too. Like they just they were New Vegas was amazing. Like it just all around. Did a great job. New Vegas is a masterpiece. It really is. Like, and I can I can get past the graphics. Some people can't. I can get past. I don't care that everyone looks like a potato <laughs> and everything's orange. Yeah, fine by me. And actually, having been to that general area now too, I can tell you they didn't screw around when it came to uh, the world building. Is it just orange? It is just orange, yeah. <laughs> uh, being in the actual Mojave Desert will make you wish for a nuclear winter. Okay, um, okay. So, see, they were <clears throat> on to something. But I spent a lot of time last year in Prim. Oh, okay. And by a lot of time, I mean, like, you know, I, I didn't... Like, I stopped, like, to and from my way to Vegas and out of Vegas, but, like, actually, like, took the time to walk around and explore... Uh, oh, and cool. it's exactly what you see in the game. Really? Yeah, it's all there. It's that's they, awesome. They, they didn't mess with it. Even like the Vicky and Vance Casino, for example. Yeah. The uh, one of the casinos actually has the Bonnie and Clyde Museum in it, which is what that's based off of. Yep. Yep. With the car and yeah. Yep. So it's uh, but the, like the amusement park is there. The roller coaster. Um, it wasn't open last time I was there. I don't know if it was because of COVID or, or for other mm. reasons, but it's what you see in the game. It's there in real life. Like video games taught me about something. Did you have to be careful crossing the bridge for, for the landmines? Oh, I definitely blew my leg off. 
Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Your immersion was complete then. You got the complete experience. I blew my leg off and then I slept for an hour, woke up, and I was at perfect health. Right as rain. <laughs> uh, so Good Springs is also a real town. Yeah, yeah. You drive off of, as you're driving down uh, five back to, to Los Angeles, you can uh, get off the highway. Uh, there are signs for it. And uh, it's about like maybe a 10 minute drive uh just down like this two-lane road that just cuts right through the middle of the desert and good springs itself is just this little town exactly as you see it in the game it's a it's a, it's a stop for bikers like bikers okay. will just stop there but there's a cafe and there's the general store and you go inside the general store and it's just it's just decked out in in fallout uh swag after all these years, that's awesome. Yeah, they said I love that. I was talking to someone that worked there and they said that their uh, tourism went up because of the game and that they're they love it. Uh, people like me just come by just to take pictures and and uh, just see like, you know what they have there. And they even said that I guess it was under new ownership and mm -hmm. they were going to uh, renovate the entire place to actually have it look like how it does in the game. Oh, I thought you were going to say, I got nervous for a second. I was like, oh my gosh, don't take all this away. They they would just want to preserve it. No, they're, in fact, awesome. they're, they're, they're going to give into it even more than they already have. Because before That's it was so cool. Before it was just like, like I said, it was just a, a biker stop. And then yep. it, it was um, immortalized in a video game. And now all of a sudden tourism skyrockets for this quite literal village in the middle of the desert. I mean, after so many years, too. Gosh, I mean, it has Vegas. Is, New Vegas has been around for over 10 years, right? 2010. Or is it just it, 2010? Yep. Gosh, 12 years then. Yeah, because I remember it was uh, for my 21st birthday. The timing was perfect when it came oh, out. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I remember playing that game. And I remember loving going to the casino, playing blackjack, and then playing caravan. Could you, I love caravan. Okay, I've never played caravan. I cannot figure caravan out. It's so easy. I'm a All simple right. man. It's so easy. I love caravan. Okay, I'll tell you how to make a good deck. You're just going to stack your deck with a bunch of like tens and nines get a bunch of jacks, get a bunch of kings in there, and then like twos and threes. You just play either side. Okay. But you got to sabotage the other guy. Okay. I'll tell you all about it. All right. I'm, I'm lazy. I'm a simple man, but I will take so you up fun. on this. Um, yeah, I just, uh, there, there's always that dude, whatever his name is, that's hiding out in the gas station in Good Springs. Ringo. Yeah, that wants to teach me how to play. And I'm like, ah, I'm in a, period of indecisiveness right now because do i want to help you or do i want to sell you out to the powder gangers uh do i want to take over the town i don't want to i have i don't have time to play caravan right now. i don't have the mental capacity to play caravan right that's now. that's fair that's fair you get a lot to juggle i have never once sided with caesar's legion no no, I couldn't. And, you know, I, from what I understand, um, the way that the game was developed, it was a very short timeline, so they couldn't really flesh out a story from that perspective. I think, I never say this name right, but Ulysses um, yeah, was supposed to be like a, a, um, a Legion companion, like back earlier in the development of the game and they just never got around to being able to doing it or whatever. Take all this with a grain of salt. 
Um, but my understanding is that Obsidian didn't get a chance really to flesh that part out. But then oh, okay. again, are you going to side with a bunch of slavers? Like, wh- where is the incentive? Yeah. I have no incentive to join this group. I just, I can't do it. I, I, I've done every other, like, possible outcome with that game. And a lot of them aren't is like, they're, they're really no better than siding with the Legion, but I just morally cannot side with the Legion. Well, that's one of, that's one of the great things about New Vegas is that none of the endings are good, right? Because if you take especially Lonesome Road as canon, eventually the tunnelers are going to come in and just decimate the area anyway. Yeah. Everyone's doomed. Um, and I love those kinds of stories where it's like, you like you did your part and yeah, you saved the day, but not really. Cause ultimately, you know, something else is going to come and, and ruin everything anyway. Right. Um, you quite literally saved the day. The day. <laughs> yeah. Tomorrow, who knows what's going to happen. Yeah. Tomorrow, it's going to get all fucked up. What yep. does it, what does it matter? Um, yeah, so uh, New Vegas DLC, absolutely phenomenal. Only played through all of it once. I heard you start to say something about Old World Blues. I was going to list my favorite DLCs in order. Okay. Cause, so I know that the story... Ooh, do I know the story order, actually? I'm forgetting it because it's been a little while. Um, oh, that's I know Lonesome question. Road, obviously, is the last one. Um, I don't I, know if it starts with Honest Hearts. It wasn't crazy about Honest Hearts. That, I wasn't, that one didn't capture me. I got lost a million times, and everything looked the same. Um, yeah, it gets, I was in a canyon. It gets repetitive, and because like, that's the one where... like the last like third of it you're on a highway right you're on like an elevated highway no that's lonesome road okay what was honest hearts honest hearts was the one where i think do you go to utah you're like in the canyon and you're going around with the what is it the white legs and that's a zion yeah zion Zion. you're going to zion yeah which is that utah that is yeah yeah okay with the mormons yeah okay Sorry. And then Mormons are in New Vegas and it's full circle. Um, But yeah, I wasn't crazy about that one. Lonesome Road was interesting. It definitely did feel like a lonesome road. And the monsters were so tough. Those were the tunnelers. Um, That one ended a little underwhelming for me. It was supposed to be this big moment where they're like, you were the one who started all of this. Spoilers for a game that's 12 years old, by the way. Right. Um, But like, you're the reason that the divide is the divide. And it's like, okay, cool. But I wasn't there. So, Um, so that one was okay. Old World Blues was amazing. That one's very narrative heavy. Loved it. The dialogue is amazing. I love going to the think tank and listening to all of the different scientists just blabber and just be ridiculous. Like, that is so funny. Dr. Mobius is hilarious. <laughs> is his name Dr. Mobius? Yeah, Whatever it is. I've only um, played it once. It's almost a decade ago. And it's all robots, too, right? Like, there's no humans. Well, there are lobotomites where it's like skeletons in these animation suits. Like, all oh, right. The scientists just screwed over the area entirely, just went wild with their experiments. It was just so, so funny. Yep. Um, and then, oh, uh, gosh, uh, uh, sorry, c- cut this out. Um, dead it's, money. Uh, dead money. Thank you. Dead money was so good. Dead money was the best one. The Sierra Madre Casino. 
It was with, the best one. With the gas that, uh, isn't it like a, like a gaseous cloud that is just enveloping the whole area? The noxious cloud. And like I said, so the um, there's a couple ways that things can end for the Mojave. One of them is the tunnelers eventually will come and, you know, destroy everything because that's what they do. Another one is, depending on how you end um, dead money, is the, the poisonous cloud could go over to the Mojave and, and that could be how things end before the tunnelers. I don't know if both happen. I think it just depends on how you end. Um, what's that name again? I apologize. Um, the DLC. Dead money. Dead Sorry, money. Dead money. <laughs> I think it depends on how you end it. Cause there's a, yeah. a few different ways you can end that DLC. Um, but yeah, I like how both of those tied into the fates. And then what was the last one? There was one more. Oh, it was, uh, I think it was just the Gunrunner's Arsenal. Where oh, you yeah. Got, like, the extra items. Yeah, that, um, that's like super overpriced, too. Oh, but the weapons are amazing. If you, you just, that's the thing. You got to play Caravan. You got to get everybody's money, and then maybe you'll be able to afford a gun. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, the order. Maybe you'll have 30 grand. The order that you play it in, by the way, is Dead Money, uh, Honest Hearts, Old World Blues, and then Lonesome Road. And then Lonesome Road. Yeah. Really? I thought, I thought. Dead Money was later, but I like I know Dead Money was the first one to come out. Uh, the order that I played it in was Dead Money, Old World, um, Lonesome Road, and then Honest Hearts. I think I was the same way as you, but flip flopping the last two. I think I did Honest Hearts before Lonesome Road. I totally fucked up. Uh, <laughs> it took me three tries before I figured out w- I was doing something wrong. At the beginning of uh, Honest Hearts. Uh, like firing at something when I wasn't supposed to fire at it and pissing off the tribe. Yeah. All coming after me. And then I realized there's a whole, like a, a, a whole scripted event that's supposed to happen. And you just don't do anything. Let it happen. Yep. Yep. Um, that's uh, the same thing. I showed someone new Vegas and the first thing they did was just completely shot up good Springs. And I was like, that's not, <laughs> I did that too. I was like, I didn't think you would do that. And then you did that. I was like, that's one way to play the game, I guess. I was always so conditioned into uh, when you're, when you leave. Um, well, what, the, what the hell town Doc is Mitchell's? It? No, it's the town where you first encounter the Legion and they've killed everybody. Nipton. Nipton. Yeah. Um, you leave Nipton and like you're traveling now through that, that little Canyon and you can come across a encampment where the Legion has, I think it's a bunch of like NCR mm-hmm. held captive. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, this is the first time I haven't done this. I always would go up there and kill all the legionaries and, and save whoever's there. And then there gets to be a point where just random groups of legionaries will come after me and always kick my ass mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. i just realized during this playthrough i could skip all of that and never have to worry about it and i was always just constantly making things more difficult for me than need be yep it's it's i think they did a good job with the reputation um with well now that i'm saying that i'm gonna backtrack a little bit because like you could do so much like as long as you offset enough things you could still have like really good karma um but yeah if you have bad um bad reputation with either one if you were to do it the flip side and join caesar's legion and then get 
you'd get vilified with the NCR. You'll have NCR rangers coming in and finding you. So the sweet spot is to have like neutral karma because then neither group will send parties after you. Until you meet, uh, what's his face there? Um, Yes, man. Because then once you meet yes, man, then everything temporarily resets. So you have the opportunity to kind of go back and make amends with people. Yep. Yep. That's when, uh, what's his name? Volpus and Colta comes over with the coin from Caesar and he's like, Hey, come on over to the fort. And I'm like, I think about it. And I'm like, if that was me, right. And a group of slavers wanted to be like, Hey, we're going to forgive all your past transgressions. Come on over to our fort. No way in hell. Like, well, <laughs> there's no way I'm going to be coming back from that. Right. How would I ever trust that? Are you kidding me? A five foot tall woman? I am not going to go into <laughs> Legion territory. I have not done like a bazooka. I've done that once and I was OP enough that I obliterated everything, including it feels so good to clear that camp, including Caesar. I killed everybody. Oh, yeah. I made sure to bring Boone, too. Yep. Oh, was so worth it. Oh, yeah. And it was, it's it's worth it to just watch the animation come up of all the quests that you have now failed because you yeah. killed everybody. <laughs> yep. You're like, you're worth it. I don't care. Don't care about that one. I don't care about that one. Yep. 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 Nice. All right. Uh, let's, uh, let's regroup and come back and we can wrap things up. How's that sound? Sounds good. Okay. We will return. Stick around. Work that shot to the death. Come on now. Work that shot to the death. Hardly focused. This podcast contains explicit content. I have such a hard time wrapping my head around the anti-vax mindset. Any doctor tells me, hey, we have a goo. Want us to inject you with it? I go, fuck yeah. I don't care what's in it. Just give it to me. Just yeah. inject me with the goo. You, if you say my life will be materially improved by that goo flowing through my veins, fucking give me the goo. Hardly focused. Hey, you're Hardly Focused with Jack Gill and Nicole Mossy. Woo! First time on the podcast here in a very, very long time. Uh, very. As we're going to be wrapping stuff up soon, Nicole, seriously, I'm happy that uh, you accepted the invite, that you're here. It really doesn't feel like time has passed at all. So it, seriously, in all sincerity, uh, thank you for joining me tonight. Of course. And, 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 you know, thank you again for the invite. And isn't it weird how it feels like time hasn't moved? Like, that's weird. It it really doesn't. It really just feels like. Uh... You just blink. <laughs> yeah. And then eight years. It's like, well, it feels like, uh, you know, we probably said something like. Hey, we'll plan out like because, you know, we're all getting ready to move out and go, go our separate ways. And we probably the last podcast we did together probably made some comment about like, hey, we'll uh, coordinate a time to meet up and do this again. And right. <laughs> it took took a couple of years, eight years later. But uh, it really just yeah, we've just picked up from uh, that last discussion. It's called being a professional. Yep. I, I'm sure because that last discussion, I'm sure, was either about Fallout or something incredibly uh, graphic and yeah. no longer PC. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it was a different time. We were different people. We were younger. We thought we could get away with a lot more. 
drank a lot more. We definitely drank a lot back then. A lot more. Yeah. Uh, I, I definitely imbibed during this recording, but there was a period of time where I actually had imposed like a, a no drinking during the, the podcast rule just because, uh, A, uh, people tend to get belligerent when they drink. Yep. And, and uh, B... Uh, I just, you know, I wanted to see, okay, I've been doing this for a long time, usually buzzed, if not completely hammered. Can I do an entire episode where I'm not buzzed, where I'm not relying on alcohol to perform? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can, it can really become like a slip, a slippery slope, yeah. you know, especially if, if you're, even if you have like a little bit of anxiety, you know, every time like before I stream or before I record, I still feel, you know, a little bit of anxiety before going on. And so, you know, if if you make it a practice to have a drink beforehand, have a shot beforehand, you know, that becomes so part of your routine. It's scary to think, oh, gosh, will I not be funny? Will I not be interesting? Um, it can really mess with your head. Yeah, I'll, I'll say that I had was drinking earlier i mean i had one but uh it was too i said it earlier there's sort of that feeling and thought in the back of my mind where i'm like hey i haven't talked to nicole in 10 years we literally haven't talked in almost 10 years like i'm gonna need something to just kind of calm the nerves a little bit i did the same thing with my wine you know but i kept it to two you know i don't have a handle of tito's with me so i'd say that's progress during the last maturing the last episode that we recorded, I definitely um, this this table had a lot of empties on it, and uh, listening back to it, I can tell I'm like, all right, I mean, I pretty should have stopped at three. <laughs> you're an adult. You're a homeowner. You know, you you're allowed to let loose every now and then. It's just not every week. Yeah. You know. I just don't like drinking. I don't. It. I have a love hate relationship with it. I go into phases. It depends. For me, it depends on the situation. If it's like a celebration or like out with someone special, then like it's almost sort of expected, you know? It's like a treat, like a little extra something. But it, your night isn't dependent, you know, upon it. It's not surrounded around, let's go out to drink, let's... Yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not entirely Al Bundy from Married with Children, you know, <laughs> sitting on the couch with my hand down my pants. So, uh, you know, not with a, yet the can of bud. I mean, I'm sitting on the couch with uh, my hand down my pants, but like I'm not drinking. Well, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah, I, I haven't yet. There's always room to be Al Bundy. I'm not yet a women's uh, shoe sales person. <laughs> not yet. But he had one hottie of a wife, you know. He had a he had a pretty decent life. For as much as that man complained, he had a pretty decent life. Are you a Futurama fan? Um, not recently, okay. but I've I've definitely watched quite a bit of it. Because uh, that's coming back again. Is it? Yeah, it's going to be. On, I didn't know it went away. It's going to be on uh, Hulu this time around. And, oh, okay. Uh, with okay. all the uh, original voice cast, uh, it was up in the air. Bender's voice actor uh, wasn't initially on board due to. Oh, really? Due to he wanted equal pay for everyone, and uh, what a what a shocking, you know. What a novel it, idea! Sorry, I it, you. it didn't uh, it didn't pan out. But he he ended up signing just because he realized, like, look, if I'm not part of this, then 
people are going to be really pissed. Uh, yeah. But Mrs. Bundy there, Katie Segal being part of the cast, and she'll be back as Leela. So that's uh, awesome. And I mean, you know, that's that's great that someone tried to, you know, to try to try to fight for that, especially someone so um, so central. You know, you think of Futurama, you think of Bender. Um, yep. So it would not have been the same had it had it not been the same voice actor. So that's great that he tried to use, you know, his his status to to help elevate other people. And, Bummer that it didn't work out. Yeah. Well, what's scary now, too, is that uh, shows like Futurama, shows like The Simpsons, uh, there's the same voice actors show up in all these shows. So if one is unavailable or God forbid they pass away, they're 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 irreplaceable. What do you do? Yeah, what can you do? That's uh, that's happening on The Simpsons right now. They they've lost. Uh, I mean, voice actors have passed away over the years, but they were voicing like minor characters. Where where I think we've had the first instance of uh, the lady that was best known for voicing Mickey Mouse, uh, Minnie Mouse. Uh, really, yeah, Russie Taylor. Uh, but she voiced wow. uh, quite a few. They were still like side supporting characters, but they were well-known mm-hmm. characters that are show up pretty frequently. Uh, and the lady that replaced Rusty Taylor, her name's Greg Griffin. Same deal with her. She voices hundreds of characters. And if Gray's gone, then who do you bring in at that point? What have you, yeah. Uh, what have you got? Think about uh, going back to Skyrim. Think about the guy who voices like 80% of Skyrim. Right, Skyrim wouldn't be Skyrim without him. But he's the guy who also does uh, Tigger from Winnie the Pooh, and uh, he was Pete on Goof Troop. Wait a minute, really? Yeah, that guy is the same guy as Tigger. Oh yeah, listen to Tigger, and then listen to anyone in Skyrim. It's the same guy. Whoa, that that's blowing my mind. That's amazing. What happens when uh, we don't talk in eight years? <laughs> I know, right? That's what a, what an interesting, you know, imagine having your portfolio and be like, okay, I'm Tigger and almost everyone in Skyrim. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, Jim Cummings is his name, by the way. Jim Cummings. Okay. okay. <laughs> what a, I think what a last only- name. I don't know a ton of voice actors, but I know Laura Bailey. I mean, Laura Bailey's voice everyone. Oh yeah, have you played the um, Have you played The Last of Us? Uh, I didn't. I was too scared. Okay. It's scary. She she plays a uh, major character in The Last of Us Part Two. Laura Bailey. Does she? I know. I've watched them. I just I'm not good with zombies and that kind of stuff. I can't. For someone who loves Fallout and like I'm scared of the ghouls, but I just can't do a zombie kind of monster. So Last of Us and Last of Us Two, I just I couldn't Okay. Couldn't do it. Last it's, I I will forever maintain that the first Last of Us game is like the best ever created. Like people will is say, it? people I mean, say people that, loved it. Oh yeah, but people will say like um you know, like Ocarina of Time or Final Fantasy Seven, like they have their games that they say are the greatest ever made. Mine, like I will like take it to the grave that the first Last of Us was a masterpiece in both storytell or not both, but in storytelling, in visuals, in um gameplay. I just finished Ocarina of Time. <laughs> Like maybe two or three months ago as an adult, I was never able to get through it as a kid. I had it on N64. I I was trying to go through Majora's Mask. That game is hard. I've never finished it. 
uh, there is no way I could have done it without a walkthrough. I'm like, how am I supposed to intuitively know that I'm supposed to go to this random guy for this thing? Yeah. Spoiler, like no one knew you needed a guide to get through Majora's <laughs> Mask. But yeah, in my 30s, I'm finally getting through these games. They're pretty tricky. That's okay. I never played Ocarina of Time until maybe like five years ago, five or six years ago. Oh, really? Did you did you beat it, though? I did. It was um, awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy I played it. And I know a lot of folks uh, like were reaching out to me saying they're like, I wish I could play Ocarina of Time again for like the first time. That's how I am with New Vegas. I wish I could experience that for the first time. That and Stray. Stray came out recently. Oh, my game of the year. Yeah, you like it? Game of the year. I loved it. I I, I loved everything about that game. I thought it was really, really well done, especially from like an aesthetic standpoint. Like when you go into the the downtown area for the first time. God, that was so good. I, I, I just love the cyberpunk genre. It was... It was just perfect. Like, I still find myself thinking about that game. Like, I would love to be walking around in the slums with the robots, the companions. They were great. And then the mechanics, the mechanics of being able to be a cat, scratch it on rugs. And then you get to go to the club and you get to scratch on the on the discs. Yeah. I just I couldn't. I was beside myself. I loved that game. I wonder how many people played it and got past like the first hour of it and realize there's a whole story and there's a whole game there and it's not just a cat simulator it but it's rough though because i so i know that the game ended and again spoilers i hope that's okay but like at the end of the game you didn't resolve the issue i wanted him to get home to his cat family i was still i was like but i gotta get home to my cat family i need one more scene where i I get home to my family so hopefully there will be another one where we get to go home to our family because i just i have unresolved business i mean he's a stray that's that's it it's it's the name of the game he's a stray cat now he's got to go do cat things but i want him to be with his family (laughs) I want him to go do cat things with his family. Maybe he hated those other cats. Maybe he was happy to to fall down into an underground city. That was so heartbreaking, though, that moment when, like, it's, like, literally five minutes into the game, the cat's just clawing, and it's, like, that that uh, Mufasa moment. <laughs> and you're just like, no, someone get this poor cat. Oh, he landed. I mean, he was fine. He landed on his feet. He limped. He had a limp. Anyway, I'm a crazy cat lady. I'm he had a, with it. He had a limp, so he stopped, licked his paw, and then he was fine. And then he's fine. Yeah. He's good to go. You know what he did? He waited for one hour. He waited, exactly. <laughs> it it's flawless game logic. He found he found a, a cot. He found a, a piece of uh he found a flattened box on the ground and there yep. were no enemies nearby, so he was able to sleep for exactly one hour and be Sleep off that lying. sprain. <laughs> hey, my limb grew back. This is great. Everything's great. Good. <laughs> good to go. Like it never happened. So something that happens uh, right after you and I went our separate ways mm-hmm. and uh, has, has come back to becoming a thing right in time for us to come back together a band called the gaslight anthem oh and i have been getting back into them in a heavy way in a heavy way and they're not playing anywhere near me uh i'm sorry 
I thought about, I was like, should I go out to Arizona? Should I go out to, where was the other place? I think uh, Kansas City was the next one that was closest. And I'm like, do I do a trip? And part of me is like, I'm torn, right? Because I I remember I bought tickets to the Jimmy Eat World 10-year anniversary of, I believe it was Polaris. Uh, and I didn't go because I didn't have anyone to go with. It was uh, Futures because I... It was what? Futures. Why did, Thank you. Why didn't you just come with me? I went to that show. I think it was like right around the time we start, stopped talking. Okay. That I makes think sense. So. Um, and I never ended up going. Ah. And I'm like, I regret that so much. Because, I mean, you know, maybe, you know, but I can't imagine going to like a 20-year reunion. But maybe. they maybe might one day. They might do it because they, um, and I actually, this is the only time I like bought tickets for a virtual concert during COVID, mm. but it was Jimmy eat world and they did, they did a, it's all on Spotify, which is cool. They, they released, they did three shows, three albums, including futures. Uh, and then they released it all on Spotify. Um, but, uh, the point is they 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 can do it they can do it easily so i wouldn't be surprised if they did a, a 20 i'd be, re- be i'd be pissed because it'd be 20 years but I, i'd be down for a 20-year tour for futures. I know, right well because when would 15 be did we already pass 15 i think we already did so we might be coming up on 20 you it's know 2004 goes by very fast we're two years so away two years i'm ready <laughs> i'm ready but that was one thing I was thinking about. And it's so funny that you had reached out when you did, because I was thinking about how when we had just reconnected back in 2013, about then, we would go to shows all the time. You yeah. we were constantly bringing me to shows. And I so like took that time for granted where we'd just get in a car and go. Or I'd just, you know, pick up and just and go and go somewhere, go somewhere and do something. And at one point in my life, you know, that just stopped, you know, like I just thought, oh, this is what life was going to be. And then and then I look back and I'm like, I can't remember the last show I went to. I can't remember. And I was like, I never when it happened, I never pinpointed like, oh, and now I stopped doing all of these things. You know, life just kind of goes on and. And it's so weird because I was looking back on that recently and I was like, man, like, you know, late night drives, listening to AM when it first came out. Um, We went to go see Arctic Monkeys twice. Um, I was just, you know, I was fans I never knew of. uh, I was just talking to uh, my lady friend about seeing Arctic Monkeys at, was it the Aganis? Yes. Yep. And, and, uh, and I think Deer Hunter opens and there's a band, there's a, there's a band called the Deer Hunter. And then there's another band uh, called Deer Hunter, but it's all one word. And oh. I'm going in there expecting to see this big guy with a beard doing all these like sort of mellow, uh, uh, not like acoustic because he's got a full band. Um, but it's, it's sort of like prog rock almost, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and instead we go in and it's like this noise band. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this shrill half shoegaze, half noise rock. I'm like, this isn't bad, but this is. This isn't what I yeah. signed up for. Yeah. Well, I went in expecting Bob Saget and I got Bob Seeger. Yeah. You're like, you're close, but no. Yeah. Uh, so, um, 
yeah the uh that was a good show though because i remember uh miles kane played with arctic monkeys yes uh, yes and i didn't appreciate it for what it was at the time but now back i'm like oh my gosh like oh but then yeah gaslight anthem and i um like i said i i've been getting back into you know all those songs from before and just it's crazy like if you listen to um here's looking at you kid mm-hmm. oh my goodness tears every time every time you know it's just one of those tunes that makes you think back and you're like oh man this is who i was this is what was important oh my gosh i'm getting a little bit i'm getting a little bit this the music is really good okay (laughs) i remember (laughs) here you talk (laughs) we went to uh it was it was in government center and it was like i remember uh the bostones yes yes for um Oh, I'm forgetting was like a, his name. Uh, Dickie. Dickie Barrett's like birthday. His 50th birthday. Yeah. And yeah. And uh, Gaslight opened. And when they played, <gasps> here's looking at you, kid. I remember uh, Brian Fallon was trying to sneak in like local references at the end. And he kept fucking him up and he kept bursting into laughter. <laughs> like, dude, you're killing your own vibe here. <laughs> but it was appreciated nonetheless. But they sounded... That man's voice. Oh, I have chills right now. Like it's it sounded like I just put up one of the songs and just plugged in my headphones. Like it was so and for, for being outside and, and all of that, you know, and it was just amazing to see them. I man, I wish that they were coming closer. And part of me is still like, do I travel to see them? Like, because uh, yeah, I mean, the time. Honestly, because like I, I'm that tour could extend, but they also said that this isn't just like a one off thing. They're they're sticking together for the long run now. Oh, they did. Oh, so you oh. Sh- you might have a chance coming up, uh, just maybe not on this this current run. But because uh, they reunited a few years ago, but it was just to do an anniversary tour for the 59 sound. Mm-hmm. And then they they mm-hmm. split up again because if you didn't know Brian Fallon and the bassist, uh, the Brian was married to the bassist's sister, okay. and then they divorced. And Get Hurt is all about the divorce. Oh, so I didn't know that. They now it, he and the bassist are are obviously they're cool with each other, but they took time apart just to make sure things didn't boil over and get. Of sour. course, well, I mean they were family, right? Uh, but they've, um, uh, I mean, they're, they're all back together now. And when they reunited, uh, they were very clear, like, we're not reuniting to do an anniversary tour. We're reuniting to be a full-time band again and, and release new music. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. But still the 59 sound and, um, what do I think of 45? What's the other one? Oh, um, uh, on. handwritten. That was the handwritten. one that had 45 on it. Yeah. Those two, I just feel like those two in particular are just like, have you ever had? So those two are our albums that I will listen to every song on the album. Oh, and I love here. every song on the album. Um, but like what soundtracks to like moments in time? 
You know, like I think that's one of their huge strengths is that they're able to, whether it's a song or an album, they're able to make a soundtrack to a specific point in time where you're just like, I get it. I get this. Yep. I 100% agree, even with Get Hurt. And the last time before their their split that I saw them live, it was um, during a more tumultuous time in my life, which is uh, appropriate because mm-hmm. that album was about a tumultuous time in Brian Fallon's yeah. life. Yeah. So, did you? I got to re-listen to that knowing that now. Yeah. Did you see any of the video from their like surprise reunion show that they did last no. month? It was no. No. I forget where it was. I think it was in New Jersey. Uh, it was it was a Brian Fallon solo show, and mm-hmm. he trolled the crowd by bringing out the rest of the band. And he was like, "Hey, guess what? You're at a Gaslight Anthem show." And they did. It, it wasn't Brian doing solo. It was a Gaslight Anthem concert. It was a full set. Um, I would have died. And the entire time, like if you look at any of the videos, Brian's just got the biggest smile on his face throughout the entire oh. the entire set. And the last time I saw anyone do that was when. Um, Taking Back Sunday reunited and John Nolan throughout the when I went to that reunion show and John Nolan just like the entire time was just the biggest smile on his face. And that's when oh, you can tell I'm getting so teary eyed. That's when you can tell they're into it and that they're yeah. they're where they want to be. So I am ha- no pun intended. Um, I am actually happy we're talking about this. I recorded this from when I saw uh, Gaslight Anthem doing that uh, 59 sound anniversary tour because Tom Petty had just passed away. And when they were playing, um, Oh, what the hell? Even cowgirls get the blues Mm -hmm. uh, during that, like breakdown part in the middle where it's just Brian. He whips this out. Okay, well, you've done it. Thanks. Oh, God. Now I'm crying. Oh, I, oh my goodness. I, that one, I mean, seeing it live, that one hit me too because it was. Oh, like my. A, I can't eat. Yeah. It was. His voice, though. Oh. Yeah. I'm. You. I think you'll have your opportunity to see them. Uh, it doesn't sound like it's. Um, I, I feel like when they did the anniversary tour, like, I'm glad they did, but it seems sort of forced. Uh, this, this reunion doesn't seem forced. I think it was it also fueled. More. I think it was fueled by COVID too, realizing that they like uh, couldn't perform anywhere. They actually couldn't like go out and do yeah. their thing. No one could. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, have you been to, uh, I think we were kind of talking about earlier, but have you been to any shows recently? No, I haven't. For a while I got into um, going over to the Wilbur and seeing a lot of, I'd see a lot of comedy shows um, and I, I love going to comedy shows, but I haven't been to a show in a long time, whether it's music or or comedy. Okay. Um, yeah, I just kind of fell off with that, and I, I miss it. I love going to shows. You got to get back into it, especially. I do. Don't take it for granted since it was taken away from us. That's the way I see it now. Um, I go to shows now just by myself. Uh, 
Honestly, and now at this point, because that was the reason, like I said, that's why I didn't go to the Futures, you know, 10-year tour. And gosh, I should have, you know, I'm kicking myself for that. Um, Because now I don't care if I go somewhere alone, like whatever, like, but that's one of the best things to do is take yourself on a date. My goodness, going out to eat by yourself is amazing. Uh, You can take all the time you want. Um, (laughs) Very good friend of mine coined a term that I now use regularly called master dating, which is... Going out and yeah. doing it, uh, going just going out on your own, no. right? Uh, just have a little adventure. I the last show I went to, I think almost every concert I've been to recently, I've gone solo. But the last one I saw was uh, Alexis on Fire, and mm-hmm. if I don't know if you're into them, I feel like uh, I if I remember correctly, you weren't into bands that had like screamers in them. Yeah, it's not really. Not really my thing. Yeah. There's a screamer in that band, but the other vocalist is Dallas Green from City and Color. Um, mm-hmm. But that was a good show. That um, that was at Roadrunner in Boston, which just opened. Um, oh, okay. So that, and that's my new favorite venue. Um, that's your new one. Yeah. Oh, God. I saw Jawbreaker a few months ago. They're really good. Uh, Jawbreaker. Do you Wait, know Jawbreaker? am I thinking of... I think I might be thinking. No, I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of Glassjaw. Sorry. Oh, Glassjaw is good. I saw them with Brand New. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, years okay. and years and years ago. Um, Jawbreaker is. They're a punk band from California that split in the '90s, and like everyone wanted them to get back together, and all these other bands, probably even like Gaslight Anthem, for example, would cite Jawbreaker as being uh, like an influence. Actually, no, uh, um, I'm pretty sure Brian Fallon has done Jawbreaker covers uh, here and there. So uh, it was to the point where a band (laughs) just like half trolling called themselves Jawbreaker Reunion with the hopes that by calling themselves that actual Jawbreaker would reunite and they eventually did and it did that's awesome and and they actually brought jawbreaker reunion along with them to open up a couple of their shows which was i thought an, an actual like stand-up thing to do that is awesome that's really cool uh so i saw them they're still together they did a uh one of their own anniversary tours that was good um oh god who how the hell am I blank, starting to blank on shows now? I've been on to so many. Because we're, <laughs> we're getting old, man. I've got My Chemical Romance coming up, uh, which has been delayed several times thanks to COVID. Um, the Wonder Years, uh, early November. Um, I saw Jimmy Eat World and Taking Back Sunday in San Diego last year. Oh, I'm just, I'm taking advantage of the music now while we have it because yeah we, you have to we didn't have it yeah and who knows what's gonna happen next goodness gracious uh i saw Lindsay, I feel like i need to knock on wood <laughs> i saw Lindsay buckingham from fleetwood mac last year that i think was like my second concert post COVID. really yeah that was back when oh i'm sorry go ahead Oh, I was going to say back when there was like a little while because of that TikTok that Fleetwood Mac came back with like a resurgence. And I finally actually gave them a shot. Really only the two songs, you know, uh, what is it? Dreams and uh, The Chain. Um, But and don't tell my mother this because I still haven't admitted it to her yet. But I kind (laughs) of dig those songs. My mom was a huge Fleetwood Mac fan. And now that I'm older, I kind of 
want to be Stevie Nicks? And I'm like, <laughs> I think I get it now. I think I too want to be a witch and just be a witch. I get it now. I didn't get it before. I, I'm i of the mind that Haley Williams from Paramore is our generation Stevie Nicks. Our, our generation Stevie Nicks. I can see it. I can see it. Like influential, amazing voice, like kind of kind of sparked a whole scene. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, Fleetwood Mac, too. I was the same exact way. Uh, the building that I used to work in, you know, they'd have like out in the hallways, just, you know, uh, classic rock playing. Yeah. And rumors had like four singles four or five singles. And, you know, they would all play on rotation every day. And finally, one day I just sat down I'm like, OK, I'm. I'm going to listen to this album now because I know like my mother loves Sleetwood Mac and I listened to rumors all the way through and the second it was done, I put it on repeat because I'm like, holy shit, this is a really good album. And from that point on, strictly the Stevie Nicks, Lindsey Buckingham era, but I got into Fleetwood Mac. That's uh, how it happens. It just one day it just it catches you. To the point like uh, Lindsay, he played out in Western Massachusetts and I drove out there and uh, it was it's only one of two shows I've been to where they actually like enforce wearing a mask and checking vax status. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think I was the only uh, young person there who was there on their own and not accompanying their parents. Right. They're like, where's your where's your mom and dad, son? <laughs> And I sat front and center because I it was just me. That's sort of the that's one of the enjoyments nice. of, of uh, master dating is that you can if you get like seats you can usually get a really good one. Be wherever you want. One good thing though, I don't know if you remember this when we'd go out, but what what I would do, and I didn't realize I was doing it at the time, but then I did it a couple times, and I was like, oh, this is a legitimate strat. I would complain and be like, I can't see. I'm too short. And then some very nice guy would take pity on me and let me stand in front of him. And then I'd be like, I can't see. I'm too short. And then the nice guy. And then all of a sudden I'm at the front of the stage and I'm like, hey. You did that at Biffy Clyro and I was impressed. And we were already pretty close to the to the stage there at the Brighton Musical. And it's a strat. You got right up there. And I was just kind of standing back. I'm like, Damn it, I'm just so tall. <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't I couldn't bring you with me. <laughs> that was a good shot. I think that was the first one that we we went to together. Um That was before I learned that I need earplugs. <laughs> and I remember the last I, I do remember the last show that you and I went to, and this got me thinking about you recently too, what was, was Counting Crows with Toad the Wet Sprocket. Oh my goodness. I remember that and being so disappointed that they didn't play Mr. Jones. And do you remember, didn't he have like a box of, was it like, was it wheat thins or cheese? It's there was a box of a snack somewhere on the stage just for no reason at all. There was a box of like cereal or cheese. It's or something. I couldn't like not focus on that during the show. See that. I don't remember that. But that also wouldn't surprise me in the least because Adam Duritz is just a a psychopath. (laughs) I remember, yeah, because I think it was during Long December that he like started going off on this monologue. And I'm like, is this still the song? (laughs) I remember he changed his shirt five times throughout that set. 
Uh, uh, but it was it was nice because we were right out by the water. Yeah, it was uh, the pavilion out there. Yeah, it was it was a really nice place. Oh, that's right. I they just wish they played County. I wish they played County first. I wish they played Mr. Jones. <laughs> they op- they opened with Time and Time Again. I remember that was uh, they played a couple songs on on uh, in the set that I was happy to hear. But yeah, they skipped over the song that made them famous. And I was like, was that a that, of course, that was an intentional choice. But I'm like really like come on like of course there were other songs what is it like hanging around they played and, that um again long december it was one of my favorite songs um i've got the so set on. i've got the set list in front of me and they played a lot off of um what the hell is it this desert life uh that was their third album um, that was more the focus of that one okay yeah they did a lot off august and everything after this desert life uh recovering the satellites and then uh somewhere under wonderland i think was their um like new album at the time okay so yeah a, a lot like i'm looking at a lot of, i don't recognize a lot of these songs i think it's because they were off that um because i dropped off after uh this desert life yeah there were a lot of songs that i didn't recognize but like i was just vibing and chilling but yeah i was totally i can like i can see it in my mind's eye there was like a box of cereal or something it was like a <laughs> box of captain crunch or something on like the piano it was so random no one him it was probably like chicken and a biscuit or something it was something so random but i don't think i recall anyone going for a, a handful so like there. why was it on the stage because no one took a snack it was just there as part of the decoration. Was it part? Was it product placement? Like, did Captain Crunch like pay them? Like, hey, put this on the piano. We'll give you an extra couple thousand. Or like Rushwood, uh, they they'd put um, like fully functional washing machines out on stage while they'd perform, and they'd have like loads of laundry in them just just going. I mean, way to multitask. <laughs> You know, you're on tour, you're going through a lot of clothes, there's a lot going on. You're like, oh, we don't have time to go to a laundromat. I've got an idea. Yeah. Uh, so I, I was thinking about you because uh, I saw Toad the Wet Sprocket with Jim Blossoms recently. Jim Blossoms. Okay. And that was a, that was a good show. That was at uh, Mohegan Sun uh, ah, yeah. a few weeks back. Um, I love Jim Blossoms. This, this thing on my arm here is a Jim Blossoms tattoo. Uh, oh, Jim nice. Blossoms that is song. new. I got this for you. It's new to you. It's for, it's, uh, it's about six years old now, five or six years nice. old. Nice. Um, but uh, they're delightful. They're 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 delightful old men at this stage. I don't like thinking about that because they were talking about how like their their breakthrough album came out thirty years ago this year, and I'm like, no, no, it it's didn't. So weird. <laughs> no, it didn't. It's so weird. They're all up there, old and and fat and bald, and I'm like, y- y'all had long hair and wore plaid. It's like it's <laughs> it's so weird. It's so weird getting older, and it's it's just like it's accelerating. You know, we're a snowball just going down a hill and it's just accelerating and just getting bigger and bigger. And all of a sudden, you know, we're going to be 40 and we're going to be like, you remember that time I went to go see Counting Crows? And it's just going to be like, what happened? Yeah. And even Counting Crows now, like they're all like Adam Duritz has got to be he's got to be 60 at this point. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. He just turned six. No, 58. (sighs) 58. Okay. All right. We got we got two years. Okay. I don't think he's got the dreads though. Really? 
Really? I was going to ask that. I was like, I hope he still got the dreads. Because he was on um, Late Night with Seth Meyers a while back. Because uh, mm. uh, Seth Meyers had David Letterman uh, like for the whole episode as his guest. And uh, Letterman loves Counting Crow. So uh, Duritz was the musical guest. And I was floored because he had shaved his head. I'm like, like who is this man? That's not Adam Duritz. Where's, where's the octopus on his head? Yeah. Wow, that's got to be a look. I know. That's like uh, that, that, that's when you know. I that's when you know things are not going well when Adam Duritz gets rid. Things of Things are changing. <laughs> All right. Um. Very good. That was fun. It was. Thank you again for inviting me on. Thank you for for uh, being here for argue i now i want to i don't want to disparage what we've done by saying it, it was uneventful because it was an event for sure but like we're just here just catching up just chilling yeah it wasn't like we didn't have like a you know a big celebrity get or anything it was just you you and i reconnecting after eight years and it really felt like nothing nothing has changed no time has passed memory lane uh thank you again i know i've said it a million times but thank you seriously for being here uh thank you for accepting the invites um hopefully we can do this again yeah hey let me know i mean i'm trying to juggle school and work and all this stuff but you know let me know i'd, I'd love to pop in here and there and i don't do shit these days so nice i think uh i think we can do it all right uh well you take care, and for the rest of you, we will talk at you next time. Uh, say goodbye, Nicole. Goodbye, Nicole. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> may not have happened.